reading from the book of Acts. Saul spent several days with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed, and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this very purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength, and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord, who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. The word of the Lord. Good morning, One Fellowship family and friends. My name is Cody Quinn, and I'm the pastor of Students and Connections here at One Fellowship. As we dive in, let me ask you a quick question. Has there ever been something in your life that took a little more time than you expected to truly flourish? Has there ever been something in your life that took a little more time than you expected to truly flourish? You see, Kelsey, my wife, has always loved nature. And when choosing a college to attend, this, this really came out. You see, she had criteria that this college needed to meet, such as the graduation rate and the quality of degrees, the quality of campus life and the teachers that she would have. No, these were not the criteria that Kelsey went with. Her one criteria for her college was that the outside had to be fun. And so her two options were App State in the mountains of North Carolina or UNCW, UNC Wilmington on the coast of North Carolina. And she chose to go to the coast and attend UNCW because the outside was fun. Now, her love for nature continues to this day, but I remember a time in the spring of 2017, right before we were married, that we were sitting out in her parents' front yard, and she decided that she wanted to plant a blueberry bush. She was excited to plant, take care of, and eat uh, a fruit that she had grown herself. So she was super excited, but there was one problem. The blueberry bush was a complete failure. There were no blueberries on the bush that year. There were no blueberries the next year. I remember we were were standing in our parents' front yard with them also. And Kelsey goes, man, it was always a dream of mine to be a blueberry farmer. And her dad jokingly says back, you may need a new dream, baby girl. But we received a call last year. So two years after the blueberry bush had been planted, saying that blueberries were appearing and starting to grow. And here is a picture uh, from yesterday showing you that the blueberry bush is alive and well. It's growing, blueberries are appearing, and all is well with the blueberry 
bush. And I believe the time that it took for this blueberry bush to flourish shows us something about our passage today that we can learn from. You see, I believe in our scripture today that we see that it takes time for our own faith to flourish. But not only time, I believe our our scripture points out another aspect that it takes for our faith to flourish. And so for our main idea this morning, hear me when I say this, faith takes time and friendship to flourish. Faith takes time and friendship to flourish. Now, let's begin with point number one, faith takes time. And before we dive in, let me say a quick word of prayer as we begin. Father, we thank you so much for who you are to us. We pray that your word this morning would cut us deep in our hearts. Father, may your spirit help us to be more and more like you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Point number one, faith takes time. So now in six short words, let's read Acts chapter nine, verse 23, part A. In six short words, it says, after many days had gone by, after many days had gone by, what's happened? So let me set the context for you. You see, earlier in chapter nine of Acts, we see Saul on his way to Damascus to save Christians. No, we see Saul on his way to Damascus to take Christians into prison and really to cast his vote to kill them. You see, Saul was a Pharisee, and he was a Pharisee that did not believe that Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God. But on his way to Damascus, we know the story by now that Jesus showed up, knocked Saul off his horse, and revealed himself to him as the one true Son of God. And you see, our scripture picks up today in Damascus. See, Saul was blinded by Jesus on this road. He went into Damascus to see Ananias and his faith journey begins here in Damascus. But as our scripture read, it says, and many days had gone by. So what happened? What happened in these days? Where did Saul go? What was he doing? Was he in Damascus this whole time? I think we get a clue from Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 through 18. So let's read. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to console any human being. I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia and later I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stay with him 15 days. Point number one, faith takes time. You see, Saul spent three years in preparation before he began ministering on Jesus's behalf. Saul spent three years in isolation, if you will, with God before he began teaching. Can anyone relate to maybe this period of isolation? See, for Saul, this was a time of preparation to get familiar, even more familiar with Scripture and the heart behind the Scripture. 
Now, this is similar in, in scripture. We see this preparation time previously in the Bible. Think of Moses in the 40 years in the desert prior to him leading the people. Think of Jesus himself in his 30 years walking on earth before he began his public ministry. And his public ministry, it began with 40 days in the wilderness. You see, it takes time for our faith to develop. The simple truth is this. Faith takes time, but not just time. It takes time with God. Have you found time to be with God during this season? You see, I believe God may be preparing you and us for something special in the days to come, but we need to find time to be with God. Point number one, faith takes time. Point number two, faith takes friendship. Let's read from Acts chapter nine, verse 23 to 28. It begins, after many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through the opening in the wall. Verse 26 continues. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Point number two, faith takes friendship. Let me ask you this question. Can you think of any great duos or squads? Get your mind turning. Can you think of any great duos or squads that you can think of? Here's a few that I thought of. With the last dance coming out this past Sunday, I think we all can think of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and how they were a great duo on the court. How about Sherlock and Dr. Watson? Now this is from the Netflix series. I'm not sure which Sherlock and Dr. Watson you're used to, but these guys solve a bunch of mysteries. They were a great duo. Now how about Andy and Barney? Andy and Barney did many great things. Now here's a good one. This is a duo I think all of you should be thinking of, Dwight and, Sh- and Michael. Dwight and Michael, they are one of the best duos in the history of the world. And now how about this squad? This squad is one of the best. I grew up watching them as a child, Saved by the Bell. How about Zach, Kelly, Lisa, Jesse, A.C. Slater, and Screech? Think about all that they did. And now the last one, save the last for best, the Power Rangers. Possibly one of the greatest squads of all time, the Power Rangers. Now, I did watch, try to watch the Power, Mighty Morphing Power Rangers on Netflix a couple years ago. Don't do it. Let your good memories live on. Now, for some of these duos and squads, you could classify them as great. But for some of them, great may not be 
the best term to use. And when you look at Saul's life and our scripture today, the same thing rings true. That friendship bridged the gap from killer Pharisee to faithful missionary in Saul. Friendship bridged the gap from killer Pharisee to faithful missionary for Saul. Friendship matters. Who are you surrounding yourself with? You see, when Saul arrives back in town after a three-year hiatus of walking with God, many people still knew him as Saul the Pharisee. They remember when Saul would take their family members and drag them to prison and cast his vote to kill them. Saul had a past that continued to live on even years afterwards. Our scripture tells us that the Jews in the city even plotted to kill him, even so far as sitting at the city gates waiting for him. But who helped Saul escape? Who helped Saul navigate his way around this people and get out? It was his followers, his friends who led him down from a city wall to help him to escape and get away from those who were plotting against him. His friends. Saul then leaves and heads to Jerusalem to be with the disciples there. But once again, his past precedes him. And not just anyone, but the apostles are in fear of Saul. You see, his past is still getting in the way. It's hard for the disciples to believe that Saul is truly changed. But Barnabas vouches for Saul. Barnabas explains what happened on the road to Damascus, how Jesus revealed himself to Saul. Barnabas, maybe with his arm around Saul's shoulder, defended the way in which Saul was preaching in the name of Jesus in Damascus. He was Saul's friend. Barnabas was the bridge Saul needed from his crazy past to his faithful present. Let me repeat that. Barnabas was the bridge Saul needed from his crazy past to his faithful present. Can you imagine the confidence that this gave Saul to continue in serving the Lord, knowing that he had a friend with him in the fight, a friend fighting for him when others were fearful. Saul had friends to encourage him when times were tough and even to fight for him when Saul could not fight for himself. May we find these friends in our life and may we be that friend in the life of those around us. Point number two, faith takes friendship. So what does this mean for us today? How can we apply this to our life? I believe our first point of application is to find time with God. How many of you can relate to Saul in the sense that there was a sudden moment in life where everything changed? A sudden moment where everything changed and this change led not only to a change out there, but to a change in our own homes, a change into our lifestyle. You see, COVID-19 has changed the way things are working in our world today. May God be using this time to prepare us for something. Let's be like Saul and press in to what God is doing. Find time to be with God in these days 
to come in preparation for what God is doing in the coming days. May we find time to be with God. And the second application, we need to find a Barnabas or be a Barnabas. How many of you could use a friend like Barnabas today? Who out there needs a friend that can bridge the gap from a crazy past to a faithful present? I know I've needed that friend many times in my life. May you and I seek out friendships that bring us closer to Christ and who he has created us to be. May we find a Barnabas for our life. Or maybe you are to be a Barnabas. Maybe there is someone in your life right now that needs you to come alongside, put your arms around them and encourage them to step up to the plate for them and fight where they can't fight for themselves. They're doing all they can, but they need a Barnabas friend. May we be a Barnabas for others. Now, what happens when this takes place? What happens when we find time to be with God and we fill our life with friendships that brings us closer to God? I believe we flourish Let's read our last scripture for the day. Acts 9 verse 31. It says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. The church had peace. The church was strengthened. The people feared or live in reverence to the Lord. The Holy Spirit was their guide and the church grew. Who wants these things to happen? I want these things to happen. I hope you want these things to happen. But here's the deal. It starts with time with God and with friends. Our main idea for today, faith takes time and friendship to flourish. May we find both today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time to hear and learn from your word. My prayer is that we will find time in this crazy season of life to be with you. Prepare us, Lord, for what you're doing in the coming days. And Father, may we find friends like Barnabas and those who lowered Saul out of the window Father, may we encircle ourselves with friends like that. And God, may we be a Barnabas. All of us are meant to be a Barnabas for those around us. May we live as an encouragement to those around us. Father, our ultimate prayer is that we would be more like you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless and have a great day.